Okay, so we are in the final week of this series, which is called Marathon, but not after the battle. And uh, it is about the fact that the Christian life is a marathon, that it is from start to finish just continuing to try. And there are going to be times where you feel like you're ahead of the pack and you feel like you're doing really well and you feel like you're just on tap and everything is going well and you've got it down and you're doing just trying your best and all everything is going okay. There are going to be times though where you feel like everybody's passing you and you're just not doing well enough and you just have no spirit feel there. Like it's just going to feel kind of lost sometimes. And that's why it's a marathon because you have to understand that each of those times is just part of the overall race and it's continuing to go. It's continuing to try. It's continuing to do your best. It's continuing to, to just seek after Jesus. So in this series, we've talked about some different lives and what they look like in terms of the beginning to finish. And we talked about King Saul, um, and the fact how he actually started, despite how he ended, he started as a, a king chosen by God, and he was a God follower, and he did his best, and he was a lot like David. Uh, but then pride and jealousy and envy led to anger and, and being a Sith and all these different things, and he got really angry, and he threw a spear, and he tried to kill David, and then he ended up being an enemy of God. And so he started, but then he just didn't keep working at it. He kind of gave up, and he kind of didn't care anymore, and he didn't look at the heart issues, and he didn't change. You see, if you're in a marathon... And uh, I am by no means an expert on this because I would never run unless something was chasing me. And uh, if you're in a marathon, there are like these little points where you take a drink of water or where you kind of slow down. If you sprint the whole time, you're literally going to die. Uh, and so you kind of pick your speed at different points and you keep going. And so Saul, he went really fast at the beginning and he's doing his best, but then he kind of just got tired and he's like, I'm better than everyone else. And he gave up. We also talked about Solomon, who's in the same kind of area and he did kind of the same thing, although in a way... You could argue that it's worse because he had the example of Saul just not long before him, and he had the example of David, who had really screwed up and yet found his way back. And so Solomon, he started out strong. He started out so strong that God gave him the most wisdom ever. And so he lived as a wise person. He lived as a wise king. Uh, and he did everything he could to, to just bring people to God, and he was such a good leader. And then he started to, again, get prideful and think, well, I can do what I want. And I know God told me not to marry uh, other people of other faith, but, but I can do it. It's going to be different for me. And he kept doing that and kept doing that. And then he started to worship other gods. And then he started to just completely change who he was. And he ended up, the wisest person in the history of the world, ended up an enemy of God. He just turned away from him completely. And it sucks. And then we talked about Paul, who went the other way. He started out, uh, in his mind, kind of trying to follow God. He was a Pharisee, but he was very by the book and very checklist and very, it's my way or the highway. And he was very angry. And so he murdered someone uh, and was part of a lot of murders. And then Jesus blinded him. He gets his sight back and he immediately starts going and going and going for Christ and writing the Bible and doing all of these different things. And so it shows that it's not how you start or end, it's just, well, it is how you end, but it's not just like those two things, it's working along the way. And you can start and being like the greatest Christian of all time, the greatest person of all time, and yet if you get so caught up in pride and so caught up in the ways of the world and so caught up in anger and so caught up in all of these other things, it can truly change. And yet you see people like Paul who went the other way and they realized, wow, I've got to change because there's always a chance to change. There's always a chance for redemption. And so this week specifically, we're going to talk about that. And I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And a lot of people, like when this is referred to, it's called the hall of faith. And so there's a lot of people, I would encourage you actually to read through Hebrews chapter 11 on your own. And it's basically like a list of a lot of people in the Bible and what they did, just like a brief paragraph. And so I'm going to go chapter, verse 1. 
Uh, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old gained a, earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That we, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So basically, just it starts with explaining what faith is. And faith is how we have to live. Um, and this is true regardless of what you believe, because if someone believes exclusively in science, you have to have faith in the things that you couldn't see and the things that came before. And so for us, we have faith in God. We have faith in His plan. We have faith in His love for us. We have faith in all of these things, and we can see evidence of it. But in terms of, quote-unquote, proving it, that's not something that can happen in this lifetime. And so it says faith is just hoping for this reality that, that we believe in. And that's how we continue along the marathon, having faith and building that faith. You see, if you start, when you first start going to church and you first start really trying, regardless of what age it is for, for whoever you are, when you first start really trying... Uh, you've got like a childlike faith, an early faith. And so you're kind of reading the basic things and you're just kind of focused on, well, Jesus died for me and so I'm going to try to be like him. And you kind of go from there. Now that's an important thing to do throughout. But as you go, you learn more and more and you're like, oh, well, I need to strengthen that faith and I need to build that relationship and I need to try to help other people and I need to love God and love others and do all of these things. And so faith helps us to do that because we keep strengthening that faith. And one of the things that I say and one of the things I believe um, often in the capital C church, which is the overall church, uh, when the word doubt is kind of a bad word. And so if people say, I have, I've had doubts or I'm in a doubtful place, uh, sometimes it's like, well, hey, just shut up and pray or just shut up and do this. That's not how it works. It's okay to have doubts. What's not okay is if you have doubts and they just stop and you're like, I'm not going to look for the answers. I give up. But if you have doubts, everyone has that. And what that is, is a chance to build your faith more and be like, okay, I don't understand this, but if I seek advice and I pray and I read the Bible and I try to find a way to get through these doubts, you will. And that, and that strengthens your faith, and that's an important part of it. Um, going to the next part here, and this is where it starts listing people. Uh, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So it starts with two people that are very hard to emulate. And the reason for that is Abel had a very short life. Uh, outside of the, the garden, he basically died very young because Cain was the first murderer. Uh, but he was doing his best to live for God. Now, had he lived a full life, there would absolutely have been times that he messed up, and there would have been times that he got it wrong. But because he, his life was so brief, it burned brightly, and it's still important to look at that and be like, okay, he really started strong, and he really did his best, and he died and went to heaven because he was doing that and having faith. And it talks about Enoch, and I know a lot of you probably don't know a ton about him, but he was a prophet, and he basically kind of disappeared into heaven uh, without dying, and it's one of two people that that happened to. And uh, basically, in the same kind of way, although not murder, in the same kind of way, he didn't have a really long time on this earth, but in the time that he had, he did his best. Now, if you read every single thing about him, I'm positive that there were times that he messed up, but he would build on that and be like, okay, I am only in this for God, and I build on God, and so he kept going and kept going. And so it starts with these two, because that's kind of what we aspire to. Um, one of the things I've said a lot is you're going to mess up, and you can take that and be like, well... 
Jeff said I'm going to mess up so I can go do whatever I want and then like later on I'll ask for forgiveness. That's a dangerous life because you never know what's going to happen. Also, your mind might change. You might just give up and all of these things. But knowing that you are going to mess up doesn't mean that you shouldn't still strive to do your best. Strive to be like an Abel or an Enoch. Strive to be like Jesus, obviously. Um, in sports, very few people, well... In the NBA, everybody makes the Hall of Fame now, but very few people are considered great, like considered the best of the best. But everybody thinks that they're the best. Everybody on every team thinks that they're the best but because they do their best. So we have to try to do our best regardless of what other people think because that's what we're in this for, and that's what faith is about, and that's what building a life is for. Uh, going to the next part, then we get into Noah. Um, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So Noah is kind of the start of where we can see where they were imperfect people. Um, and both Abel and Enoch were too, but Noah uh, was super faithful. And when God said, hey, it's going to rain, and it's going to flood, and all this is going to happen, you have to build a boat, Noah built the boat. Uh, it's been argued whether or not it had ever rained in the history of time at that point. We don't know. Regardless, it had never flooded like this, obviously. And if you've ever been in a situation, I have once, not 40 days and 40 nights, but where it like rains for several days straight, you can see how a flood would easily happen. And so not knowing what is happening with everybody around him saying, hey, you're crazy for doing this. You're insane. Like, what's a boat? All these things that they're yelling at him. He keeps doing it because he trusts in God and he follows him and he follows his commands. But after the boat, he wasn't perfect. Like, he had a lot of issues, and, and there's a situation where he even gets drunk, and, and he does these things that he shouldn't do. And, and yet he learned from that, and it, does, it shows that even though he's not perfect, he still was that same person that built on that, and he didn't allow that to stop him because his life was a marathon. For him, a super marathon, because he lived a really long time. And so in his life, he had these huge, huge moments of success, but he also had some moments of failure. And we define him, though, by that huge moment of success because that shows who he really is. It doesn't mean that he was perfect, but he means that he keeps trying, kept trying. For us, you're going to have these great moments of success, these great moments of faith, these great moments where it really is clicking. But you're also going to have some low moments, and that's how it happens. And there will absolutely be people that try to define you by the low moments. But most people will see you and they will see your heart and they will see who you really are. The people that really care about you will, will see who you really are and they'll be like, okay, they're not perfect, but they really try to be like Jesus. And that's kind of the whole point of what we're doing. Going to the next part. Uh, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God uh, would give him as an inheritance. Uh, he went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents, and so, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise, and so a whole nation uh, came from this one man, uh, who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore, there was no way to count them. So Abraham and Sarah also are great examples of faith. And Abraham, at a time when there weren't cars and there weren't highways and there weren't phones and there wasn't an internet and there wasn't GPS, God says, hey, 
you're going to leave your comfort zone. You're going to leave this land you know, and you're going to go find this new country. And Abraham knew that as he left, he probably was never going to see anyone else again. So like now, when you guys go to college or you go on a vacation or something without your family, you know first that when you get there, you can contact them, you can have FaceTime, you can text them, you can talk to them all the time, and eventually you're going to come back and see them again. That's kind of the, the faith that we have and what we know. But back then, it's like you leave and the odds are you're probably never going to see those people again because of the weather and because of the roads and because of the lack of people and because of the wild animals and everything. And so Abraham showed great faith. And then God said, hey, I know that you're super old and Sarah's super old, but you're going to have a kid. And they believed in that. However, they also were not perfect. And this is important to show their marathon life. You see, they were going into town uh, in Egypt a couple times, and they lied about Sarah. He's like, hey, she's my sister. Like, we're not married because they were afraid of dying. They were afraid of being killed. And God's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can't lie like that. You're not supposed to. And he did it twice. Like, he actually messed up twice. And yet he continued to have his faith. They even, at one point, were like, okay, so we know God's plan for us to have a kid. Let's uh, kind of take the reins, and maybe he wants us to have you uh, hook up with the, the servant over here, and then that's how the kid will work, and maybe that's what he means. And God's like, no, that's not at all what I mean. And so they, again, messed up, and they messed up big, and yet they did not stop and be like, oh, man, you know what? We screwed up, and we, we tripped up, and we really, like, we've lied, and we've gone against God, and, like, we've done all these things. They said, okay, man, we suck sometimes, but God, help us to get better. Help us to get stronger. Help us to learn from this. And they did. And they kept learning and they kept growing and they raised a family. And so it's showing again this marathon life. Last part of the scripture here. All these people died still believing that God had promised them, what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they come from, uh, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So what this says basically is none of these people's lives turned out exactly what they expected. Um, they believed God's promises, and God's promise was, hey, you know, you're, there's going to be a reward, and you're going to have perfection, and you're going to reach the Holy Land, and you're going to, to have heaven. But in our life, sometimes things are up and down, and sometimes things don't work out the way that we want, and sometimes things work out poorly, and sometimes we're hurt, and sometimes people leave us, and sometimes we lose jobs, or we lose friends, or we lose family. And it sucks, and it hurts. But if we keep going, we realize that there's still more to come. Uh, Job is a huge example. Job lost his entire family and friends and like literally everything, and he eventually got a lot back, uh, technically even more so, but he still would remember those losses. So the point with all of this is basically everyone we've talked about in this series and in this passage and anybody in the Bible, they do their best. They, they do their best. And so they try and they try and they try. And sometimes, sometimes it looks really good and we can look at them and we can be like, wow, Moses is so amazing or Abraham is so amazing. But if you look at every moment of their life, it would be looking like it. Like it would be like looking at every moment of our lives. You see, we are not perfect. We are a work in progress. That's the point of the title. Yay. And so we are a work in progress, but it's a progress that keeps going. As long as we are alive, we can keep improving and we can keep progressing and we can keep having faith and seeking God. That's the point of this series. Uh, you're going to have these moments, these times where you just 
feel so discouraged. Maybe it's because everything around you sucks. Maybe it's because everything's hard. Maybe it's because you've been disappointed or betrayed. Maybe it's because you've messed up. Maybe it's because somebody else messed up. Maybe it's just because things are hard. And that sucks. And I wish that I could say, hey, this isn't going to happen anymore. But it is. But those moments are not the only moments you'll have. And that's why you keep going and you keep progressing. And then you learn from those moments. Um, I've said a few times, like in my life, there were a lot of bad things and a lot of weird things and a lot of hard things before. And I had no idea where my life was going. But God did because God knows the plan for life and he knows what we have. We just have to keep seeking it and we will find it and we will be in the right place if you keep seeking him. One of the things that you get a lot is, what if this isn't the job he wants me to get? What if this isn't the college he wants me to go to? If you are truly praying to him and saying, I'm trying to follow your will, he's going to help you be in the right place. And so that's, that's where you have to have faith and you have to trust that you're going the right direction. You trust that you're doing your best because literally all you can do is your best. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. And everyone we think of as a hero in the Bible also was not perfect. But like I said, don't take that as a like, hey, I can do whatever I want and sin whenever I want and hurt whoever I want. But take it as, okay, I'm not perfect, but I can try really hard and do my best. And then keep trying and learn from my failures and learn from my mess ups and then learn. And then next time, uh, not do the same thing. And that's all we can do is keep going. That's what a marathon is. It's continuing to go, continuing to move forward, continuing to progress. Because you are not alone and he is with you every step of the way. And that's all I got.